0: Welcome to the Making Jobs podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back, job makers, all you makers of jobs out there. Good morning out there crafting jobs from your bare hands in this super tough environment it's a tough time to be a job maker it is i really it
1: to be a job maker in this environment though mm-hmm. where you're supposed to wear masks and all this oh, crap man can you imagine i mean we we have to crawl attics so yeah what what is the uh the, my tech's supposed to crawl in the attic mm-hmm. and uh, wear a mask at the same time. Because, you know, I'm up there in the attic. There's lots of people who can catch the COVID. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Now, that's the thing. That, that That's why I'm not wearing a mask while working. Um, one of the main reasons. It's hot outside. Yeah. We're talking upper 90s. That that thing you posted last night about uh, mm-hmm.
1: that nurse. Uh, her, her whole basis I was 100% on board with the fact that you want one as civilians we don't work in the medical field we don't know how to wear masks legitimately and on top of that we live in we do uh, some other places aren't as humid but when it's hot and humid to wear a mask that's dumb
0: yeah well, your body is not designed to be breathing that way,
1: right? So, and then another doctor slash uh, customer of mine, he actually was at the mask mandate protest last mm-hmm. uh, week, and he's like, "When you are wearing a mask in the hot and humid weather,s uh, you're you're wearing a petri dish." Yeah of the very thing that you are so freaking scared about
0: i know the thing and everyone and the big the big rhetoric right now is well if everyone wears masks then it'll protect each other it'll protect other people i'm like yeah maybe from like droplets and stuff okay all right i could sort of buy that to a degree but here's the thing is you also have to not touch that mask and then touch other things Exactly So Because that mask Will have your nastiness on it Well like Dr. Meehan Look at I don't
1: don't know if you've He said That If you're gonna wear masks Then What we do in the medical field This is how he put it He goes What we, we do in the medical field If we touch that That one has to come off And go in the trash Yeah Now we gotta put a new one on No one's doing that Matter of fact If they're wearing it they're touching it, they take it off, they put it back on. They go on. into a store, they yeah. go use a the restroom, they bring it, it back down on. over their
0: nose. I mean, it's stupid. Uh, you, you know how many people I see driving alone in a car with a mask on? Yep. Like right. what what are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> and they probably wear,
1: because they they're, there's a possibility they're single. They probably wear a condom
0: to bed. That's probably it. Um, well, that's the thing. So w- w- with their, uh, I, it's just not, it's not realistic to use, um, like, unless you had a large supply of masks and you were changing it every like 15 minutes. And like I had mentioned before, the surgical masks as like I said, I, I know a thing or two about masks. The surgical masks are really the only best mask that protects other people from your Um, your nastiness, but it was designed for use in a clean room, in a surgical environment. Exactly. And out here in Oklahoma with like, you know, a a pollen count at a thousand and four percent and the hot humidity and dust and dirt and debris and all that stuff, it's going to get clogged and dirty fast. And so you have to change that thing frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very... I'm not surprised, but I'm very disappointed in Tulsa's uh, mask mandate, uh, because for a while I thought, well, maybe, maybe it won't happen, you know, um, because it hadn't been happening. But that's a. And here's another thing, Stu. If you want to wear a mask, I don't care. It doesn't bother me one bit yeah it doesn't bother me at all if everyone if everyone wanted to wear a mask that's fine don't don't tell me that i have to wear a mask don't tell anybody that you have to wear a mask also i've also noticed that the people who are a lot of times the majority of the people who are religiously wearing these masks they look at people who aren't wearing masks like with a condescending look and they're like i can't believe you're not wearing a mask my wife was um uh, I forget the exact details but my wife had uh, someone uh, while she was out uh, uh, before the mask mandate and had someone tell her that that she's <coughs> um, basically like a terrible person for not wearing a mask and uh, and she's she's like she's like you don't don't like I don't know just like she's like you you can't tell me what to do and like if you want to wear your mask wear your mask it's fine but I'm not going to here she should have said she should have said my body my choice <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when,
0: when did that rhetoric my uh, brother-in-law
1: my brother-in-law posted a thing on uh, Facebook the other day which just made me die laughing so <laughs> he says uh if <clears throat> If we're all uh, going to be mandated to wear masks, now he lives in Florida. He goes, if we're all going to be li- mandated to wear masks, then uh, I'm going to start walking up and slapping Dorito bags out of people's hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean we get. obesity is a much bigger problem. It's the number one killer in America. It's a much bigger problem than COVID. I mean, d- d- uh, it's di- probably an enhancer to COVID.
0: Yeah, di- it is. Uh, diabetes and heart disease are the leading killers uh, typically in America. I don't know what it's at uh, for last year's numbers, but di- diabetes and, and heart disease, um, both of which are uh, both of which are, can be caused by obesity now type 1 diabetes or which, whichever type i can't there's type 1 and type 2 there's the type that you're it's genetic you have genetic predisposition and uh you you get it even without being obese but then there's the then there's the poor basically you know a, a bad nutrition that can also cause diabetes um so if you have if you're out there with the the genetic form of diabetes I'm not you know I'm not telling you it's cuz you you ate wrong you, you don't have a choice um so yesterday know their church I
1: show up to for security Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there going I don't want to wear these stupid masks and so I'm walking in and uh, the first person the greeter he's like you want a mask no I think I'm gonna pass Hmm. and uh, the reason I, I hadn't really made my mind up up until I walked up to the door. When I got up to the door there's a thing that said, If you're not wearing a mask, we'll assume that you're uh you have a medical reason. Yeah. And yeah, I've got a medical reason. I'm American.
0: Uh, my medical reason is um I have I have a medical condition called breathing. Um and <laughs> and I yeah. like to I like to do that without without uh, With being the, prohibited by a i I was gonna mask. say without impedance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh no, nah, I'm American and uh I said that a couple times to a few different people, and they are like, what? I said, yeah, I was born here medically and born a free American. Yeah. I can think for myself freely. I don't need the government to tell me how to think.
0: Yeah. You know, I find interesting. And again, this is anecdotal evidence, but my family has not got it. Or if we got it, we got it and didn't notice it. Um, my family has not got it and I don't wear a mask. My wife isn't wearing a mask. Um, but, uh, now my son, my second oldest son occasionally wears a mask. Um, but he also hasn't got it and he, and he's prone to, um, catching things like this. But the thing is, is we just, we just practice smart, like smart hygienical things, right? Right. It, mm-hmm. We do that because this is not this is not a new thing. To, we do this every single year because of the flu. The flu is more of a concern to me to for my son than than COVID because it happens every year. It has been every year since he's been alive. And um, <clears throat> I, I almost turned down the wrong channel there and coughed like directly into the mic. <laughs> um, so he he so. Uh, uh, what i'm what i'm getting at i think is that here's another i guess here's another thought process if you live in an environment where everything's clean and sterile all the time you're constantly washing your hands constantly hand sanitizing and sanitizing every single surface and wearing a mask to prevent anything from getting into your body it y- your immune system is not going to get a workout exactly and now i'm not i'm not a doctor but I do know a thing or two about the immune system. And your immune system, in order for it to work against something, it has to be exposed to something. And that's just how it We're works. Now, now, some certain viruses, it's kind of, kind of a tricky thing because certain viruses attack your immune system and cause your immune system to overreact, and it's a problem. Um, well, vaccines, flu vaccine.
1: Every yeah. time that you get a flu vaccine, there is a strain yep. of the flu in that vaccine. Mm-hmm. So... Just because, uh, when when it comes to the, on the, on the flip side of, trying to fight, uh, and strengthen your immune system, that's why they put that flu strain in the, yeah, in your body. Yeah, that's the
0: whole concept of vaccines. All vaccines, um, what they're doing, the the concept of them is to build a natural immunity by exposing you to. A weaker form of the virus, or you know what have you that you're that you're getting vaccinated for, so so this mask mandate. <clears throat> now people may say, "Well, it's not that big of a deal; you just wear a mask." And I'm like, "Well, here's there's a couple of things going on here that I that that bother me about it. One of which is uh, a little bit less tangible, but I don't know if you've noticed, but." It's it's taking away the personal interaction with people in a social setting. When half of someone's face is covered, you can't... Like, it's not the same to have a conversation well, with Pastor someone.
1: Pastor tried preaching yesterday with uh, everybody wearing masks. Uh-huh. And he, as he uh, got to a good point or something, he's like, I don't know if you guys are nodding or not. Yeah. Now, first of all, with that statement... That doesn't I, make sense. think he... Uh, Misspoke. And I think he was leaning more towards um, when, when when he makes a good point, he can tell if people are agreeing by just yeah. smiling or whatever. But he mm-hmm. couldn't tell. Yeah, and because well, you lose so half he, of your so facial So he came fears. out with the, the statement of, "I don't know whether or not you're nodding. I'm going." Mm. I'm pretty positive, with the mask on or
0: off, yeah. you can still see people nodding. Unless you're wearing a camouflage mask, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're
1: like right now. I can't yeah. see your head. I can see the headphones yeah, floating right. there on your. Because
0: I have, because uh, I have desert camo <laughs> hat, and we're in the desert. Um, as, as hot <laughs> as it is, it seems like it. Uh, no, the um, so you lose that, right? That's a problem. And, and I don't know if anyone's noticed, but we as a society over the past uh, decade or so have been slowly drifting further into, a, into social abnormality, meaning that, and basically, actually, it's been more than a couple decades. Do you know when it started, whenever people started becoming more socially distant with each other? <clears throat> this was a key moment in history, and this is something that I don't think people think enough about, is when air conditioning was invented and whenever it became more prominent in homes when climate control became prominent in homes in a hot summer day you just sat inside especially in hot climates so you know the south is known for its you know real friendliness right mm-hmm. well here's the deal about the south back in the day before climate control existed um you couldn't just like sit inside the house On a hot summer day, most people sat on their front porches, out in the breeze, in the shade, and sit on the front porch and sip some lemonade or something, you know, some ice-cold lemonade, um, or rather room-temperature lemonade. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But because of that, people knew their neighbors because they were outside a lot. Um, because it was it was unbearable in inside your house and, and you know even even if you were inside your house you had all the windows open So you could get a breeze through you had doors open and stuff like that And so in the hotter climates, that's why that's why it's kind of a well-known thing that you know Everyone's like super neighborly and friendly in the south, right? You get that southern c- hospitality is what it's called well, that's because it's hot in the south and when you didn't have climate control people spend an awful lot of time outside um, having outside gatherings, being around other people, sitting on your front porch, you would, you would come in contact with your neighbors more frequently. Whereas now we have climate control, right? So when it's 96 degrees outside, do you think you're going to be hanging out on your front porch? No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be inside. You have climate control. Definitely not. Yeah. It's more, it's more comfortable inside, right? So it, it drove people into their homes and out of their neighborhoods, basically. And it's more prevalent, I notice, um, in, uh, you know, like city settings, the suburban neighborhoods. I barely know my neighbors. Um, now, when you live out in the country, you tend to know all your neighbors because it's just easier. There's less, there's less of them. In fact, the new place that I'm going to, I'll really honestly have two neighbors. Uh, there's, there's neighboring property, I think, behind me, but I don't think it's occupied and um it's just it's just raw land back there and then i have a neighbor on either side of me and i'm going to be friends with them um it's not it's not a question i'm going to be well one of them i absolutely have to because he has a road that that i could drive a truck back to my pond so on his property that i would i would like to be able to utilize especially if i want to put a john boat back there uh that way i don't have to try and drag that thing through the woods (laughs) it'd be kind of a challenge yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't have any I'd have to it it would take quite quite the uh quite the quite the uh long many long days of working with a chainsaw and probably honestly with some earth moving equipment to build a road through my land on my side of the fence line to be able to drive back all the way to the back of my property. On the other hand, he's got because his property is more clear than mine, so along the fence line, um, along our property lines, he's just got a road that runs straight back to the, all the way to the back of his property, which also would allow me to pretty easily access the back of my property. Anyhow, so climate control comes about, right? People are driven into their homes, and they spend less time outside. Mm-hmm. Now, you still see it in the country where you have people pretty neighborly, but it also because you know you're you're more remote, you're further out. Um, there's less people around for one, so it's easier to know all your neighbors when you only have five of them, right? Right. Um, but then on top of that, you have to be a little bit more reliant upon each other out out in the country mm-hmm. um, in comparison to like... So like if... Um, <clears throat> you know, if I'm in the suburban kind of city area or whatever and I'm like, oh, we need to, you know... We we're we're out of sugar, and we're and my wife's baking something. Well, it's no big deal. I'll just run to the you know I've got a, a, a Walmart neighborhood market like a stone's throw from my house, mm-hmm. and, and and besides that, I also have like I have another grocery store. I have several convenience stores. I mean, all within a real short distance, right? When you live out in the middle of nowhere, and all you need is a cup of sugar, it's it's a lot easier to just go over to your neighbor's house and be like, hey, can we get a cup of sugar? Um, you know, instead of running all the way into town, especially like where my cousin lives, Bobby, he lives, he lives like no kidding an hour from like the nearest, uh, real size grocery store. So you don't just go into town on a whim.
1: Well, that's why uh, all your (coughs) little towns like that though have, uh, Dollar Generals though, right?
0: Oh yeah. His, I think the close, I think the Dollar General, it does, there is a Dollar General there. But it is about uh, ten, 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 fifteen minutes away, or something like that. It's it's around the corner a little ways. Um, but you know, if you if you need something that that Dollar General doesn't carry, or you don't want to spend twice as much, you know, uh, you're gonna you're gonna hop on the four wheeler and go to the neighbor's property and say, hey, is, do you mind if I borrow some, you know, lemon pepper or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um. So you have to know them. And that's just a different that's a different story. But the reality is, the majority, the vast majority of the population of of America lives in suburban areas, in suburban and city uh, neighborhoods and stuff like that. And so, so we have that. So we have climate control that kind of uh, took off and started becoming a more major thing in the '60s and '70s, and started driving people away from each other. But now, now we can interact with thousands of people, millions even and not even leave our house. But it's not, it's not real interactions. This online the social media is not real. It's great. It's it's good for, you know, like I, I lived seventeen hundred miles away from my family for years. And so it was nice to be able to, you know, check in on my family and see what, you know, what they're up to and, and post updates about what we're up to and pictures of the kids and stuff. Um, so it does kind of bring people together in that sort of sense, but it also, it's a, it's a different world communicating online. You, you never notice how people can be real mean online and say like the most ridiculous of things in comments and on tweets and stuff like that. It's because, it's because they don't have to say it to somebody's face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whenever you write it and post it out like that, like you don't have to there's there's been many times and here's a, a very uh, here's one instance like that I, an example in my life that I've seen the difference in interactions whenever there there isn't a face-to-face consequence right so one day I was driving in Virginia had my old 88 Dodge Ram and um, it, my my battery I needed a new battery or something. I can't remember what it was, but I was driving it to the store to get to get whatever parts I needed to fix it because it was running, but occasionally it would stall out and die, and I wouldn't be able to start it back up again. And so my truck dies at a stoplight. The light's red, and it dies. So I put my hazards on, and then the light turns green, and the guy honks at me. The guy behind me honks at me, and I go, huh. Well, he'll figure out in a second, you know, my hazards are on. He'll figure out in a second that, that I, can't, I can't do anything about this. And then I get out of my truck to start, like, pushing my truck, and he honks again. So I was like, okay, we're going to have a conversation. So I start walking back to his minivan, and then he starts rolling his window up, and he's like, oh, I don't want any problems. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's real big and bad. Until a six foot one marine started walking back towards him, and then then he was no longer like it, it, it was, he had a different attitude, like because he when I saw him honk the second time, I saw malice in his eyes, like he looked angry and was like like pointing at me. I'm like, my what am I gonna do? Like I cannot. I'm, I've got to push my truck. So when I started walking back towards him. Like that's whenever he's like, whoa, 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 don't, don't, no, I don't, I don't want any trouble. Don't pummel me, please. <clears throat> funny enough, a few minutes later, he gets out of his van and helps push my truck to the side of the road. And, uh, and I said, thanks for the help. And he's like, no problem at all, sir. <laughs> and he goes back and he's older than me. I do call me, sir. Um, he was like clearly older than me. And, uh, and he got back. So the, the interaction was very different whenever it was, whenever we were more socially distant, i was you know i was in my truck or i was up by my truck and he was inside the safety of his van and we weren't we weren't interacting face to face he could be mad and shouting at me through his windshield or whatever um but whenever whenever we got face to face it changed and that's the same with with internet and social media you have this this weird dynamic where you can put like it's not a two-way conversation it's not a, a real-time two-way conversation you can just drop drop a grenade and walk out of the room right and then i think that's what it would not surprise me
1: if i mean we we're pretty positive that uh, the democrats came up with the the covid we're pretty positive yeah. that um they're also the ones that are peddling the masks. Uh, well, we're not pretty. We know that they're the ones peddling the masks.
0: It's about division, is what exactly. it is. It is 100% about so division. So it wouldn't
1: surprise me if, through all of that division uh, with the COVID, it would not surprise me if they um, also came up with, uh, now that we've got the. Everybody divided with the social distancing and wearing the masks. If they also were peddling the idea, let's get the Black Lives Matter thing going. And now also AIM, which is American Indians something. uh, They also are on the same level uh, as Black Lives uh, Matter. They're they're going the same direction. mm -hmm. And so it would not surprise me if all of these things lined up together because the Democrats peddled it that way.
0: Well, it's division is what it is. The, there, there's The thing is, is that they knew that there was not a way in the world that they would win a fair election <coughs> um, this year, 2020. Um, however, they're still going to have a tough time doing it. But if you divide the country and you create polarization... And everyone argues amongst themselves, and there's a bunch of infighting and stuff. And then you also throw in this whole, you know, we need to quarantine so we can, you know, vote via mail type thing. That's just one other weird thing. It's all—if people think, if anyone thinks that any of this is something that's real— they're out of their minds. This this whole thing... And now I think COVID exists. I think it's a real oh, yeah, thing. I think it's a real thing. I think it's a real thing. I think that the pandemic, though, was invented. And it was... It Basically what it is, is they took a... You know, it took a, a bad thing or even a slight crisis and they uh, took advantage of it. <clears throat> and... I mean, think about this. When is the last time that... When is the last time that America um went and just you know created a two trillion dollar bill out of nothing you know that's uh, that someone took advantage and and it all and none of it went honestly anywhere that was helpful honestly the whole uh, and the crazy thing is they you know they give every american 1200 bucks that they stole from us in the first place <laughs> Because it's not giving. It's like they they took they two trillion dollars that American citizens are funding. That you know that that comes like the, the government doesn't just invent money. It's paid. It's paid for by taxpayers, and then they give us a small portion back, and we have to say, oh, thank you for letting me have some of my money. You know, right? That um, you're gonna.
1: I don't, I don't know if we've paid for it yet, but it's definitely coming out of our taxes. Uh, oh,
0: we we our our grandchildren yeah. will be paying for that.
1: Well, I mean, uh, from what I read, that no, it was it's be uh, no this tax season. No, it's coming. not a tax
0: credit. It wasn't. It wasn't a that. That's what a lot of people said that. But uh, clearly, they didn't. Whoever said that wasn't did not read the bill. The initial draft did uh, okay. did include verbiage that would basically mean that it was, it was coming out of income taxes, but the the final bill did not. You see that.
1: Tax Day was last week. Yeah, isn't that bizarre? That's stupid. Yeah. And they were saying on the news, uh, on, on 1170, that's the main station I listen to, they're saying that uh, you can get an extension. You already got an extension, a two-month extension. What do you need
0: another? Also, traditionally speaking, you can extend and file uh, later in the year anyways. If I remember correctly, you can extend... Uh, if you file an extension, I want to say it's October. I think October is whenever you get to file October or November, something like that. I don't know. It, 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 my my taxes were done by like January twentieth. So yeah, you and I did mine tail end of February, if I remember right. Yeah, and that was only because we were waiting on like a W two or something from, uh, from from one of your many jobs that you have. Um, <laughs> one of your like six jobs, the, um. But yeah, so this is all division. What this is, and, and if anyone thinks anything differently, they're they're not opening their eyes and looking around to what's going on, because it's one mm-hmm. thing after another. When everyone, <clears throat> when everyone started getting fed up with the quarantine and started kind of ignoring it and going out and about anyways, they were like, okay, well we need something new, and so then. You know, a terrible situation happened um, with the George Floyd incident. A man died for absolutely no reason. Um, like, you know, the death sentence for, you know, what What was it he was doing? Counterfeit bills? He was caught with counterfeit bills?
1: I think that's what it was, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that, sh- that shouldn't carry a death sentence, and that cop was definitely a murderer. However, they took this crisis and they expanded, like, they, they, they fanned the flames. Mm-hmm so that way we could be in the and the thing is is like it everyone agrees the entire country agrees on the fact that 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 case was a bad case that was a bad cop everyone agrees on that the problem is you know if everyone agrees they have to come up with something else to make it divisive enough to pit people against each other and so then you get you know the 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 black lives matter movement uh, which I agree with the sen- the sentiment. I mean, I agree with that sentence. If you were to ask me, "Do Black Lives Matter?" I'd be like, um, "Yes, of of course." I think every single I think every single human does. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no there's no doubt about that. Um, <clears throat> but exactly, it, it, and that's the crazy thing is everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. So you have to create something that that people can argue about, and so then it's like defund the police. Or, you know, all police are, you know, bad or whatever. And the problem is, is there, there's a lot of people that are like, well, well, wait a second. No, like, I, I I don't think that the George Floyd situation should have ever happened. I think that was a bad cop. But I don't think we should take away our police forces. I don't think we should defund them. I think if anything, we need more funding because they need more training, if, if anything. So, so when you get in that, so then you create this, uh, this divide. And then you make it about race and it makes it even crazier because then, no matter what you're a racist if you disagree with defunding the police and nothing is more nothing's more divisive and sparks more you know um sparks any sparks more divide through the country than to than to cry racism um let's take a quick sponsorship break and then we will return to this uh this Phenomenal topic. Yeah. Okay, we are back. So uh, divisiveness that's going on right now. We're dividing the country. So we we took the media managed to spend something, take something that everyone agreed. No one was no one was arguing with anyone about it until they found something to argue, and then you know that. Started losing its its um, zing, you know. It started losing losing some momentum, and so I don't know if you've noticed, but the new thing is masks versus no masks, mm-hmm. a- and it's it's going to be something continual. I'm wondering what the next one is. Like, is it are are we gonna are we gonna start a nationwide debate over whether or not um, we should be allowed to you know wear sunglasses? I don't know what it's going to be right there's going to be something so buckle up folks just expect until November at the very least there's going to be one thing after another that's going to do its best to divide this country what concerns me an awful lot is that we are not the only people in this planet <clears throat> and everyone else is looking at us as well so
1: y- you know how we have uh, the new press secretary there in the White House um, something McKamey or something like that I can't remember her name sure but anyways I saw a video yesterday, uh, totally different subject, by the way. But uh, that girl, uh, of all the press secretaries that Trump has had, that girl comes prepared. It is unreal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark K., he's one of the guys that I follow on Facebook, he actually somehow got a photo of... uh, her binder every time she comes in to do a um press whatever it's called um she carries this big old binder in and she sets it down man she is she comes so prepared she's got uh look in the picture it looked like 30 40 different tabs labeled with every possible thing little talking point that the the press can go to, she can flip to it and be ready with her answer within a matter of seconds. And so kind of makes me when we do our podcast, and I don't ever come with material. (laughs) I I watched that video yesterday. I was like, holy smokes, man. I mean, even Mark K, he does shows throughout the day or whatever, and he'll be live streaming and there'll be so much dead air. And every time I... Every time I see those videos and there's dead air, it's like man,
0: you didn't come prepared. Well, you know, it's different, it's a different medium. Um I honestly think I don't understand why like I think every president from now on should have a podcast. Like I really like it wouldn't be a bad idea, you know. Um and, and the reason being is you you'd have more than you'd have more than 15 it'd be hard
1: to do that time-wise for them.
0: I mean, you know there's they could they could carve out an hour out of their day or two hours or whatever. The thing is is that it's it'd be be more of a Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. <clears throat> oh I think so. Yeah, if you got time to golf you got time to you got time to you know get get out there have a conversation with somebody.
1: The thing is though, even Obama I don't think he was golfing every day.
0: <laughs> he golfed a lot. <clears throat>
1: Maybe. Like a lot,
0: maybe. Yeah, no, definitely. I was there. He golfed a lot. He went to the golf course. Like, I mean, he went. Uh, you know, it wasn't every day, but there would be. Sometimes he'd be he'd be at the golf course once a week. And I don't blame him. I don't think that. Wow. Anytime that the media is always like, oh, the president's golfing so much. Okay, uh, he has a stressful job. Maybe we ought to let them relax for a moment. You know, I mean, they're
1: doing it for four years at the
0: minimum. Yeah, it, it's a tough job, uh, regardless of what you think about anybody. Now, so I disagree with like almost every single one of Obama's policies. However, what I I he was on a podcast while he was in office uh, on the Mark Maron's podcast. And um, and it was a good podcast. It was good to hear him get to like have a conversation instead of just be in like. Because at first he was kind of like very interviewish, you know. He's kind of you know in the mode of like answering questions like it's an interview type of a deal, like it's. A and then eventually he fell into more of a conversation cadence, and he was actually having a real conversation. So you got to see, um, you get to see. A, um a, a, a part of the president um in a in a way that you don't you don't you never have before in history have ever got a chance to see because you never had that we didn't have i think it was like a 2 hour podcast or something like that so you never got to see the president have a conversation for two hours and you know a lot of things are nuanced and it's too difficult to answer in like a 15 minute little soundbite or segment um it's just not possible so that's my opinion on the matter i think i think every single president should have a podcast (coughs) if not you know and it, it you know it doesn't necessarily mean that like the president has to be there every single time but you know once a week, or something like that, even if the president's not there, instead of doing this ri- ridiculous um, uh, press conference or uh, a press meeting. Uh, where the press comes in and the, and, and there's like a, there's 17 people in the room and they're raising their hands they're wanting to ask questions and they're 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 trying their darndest to just like get a snippet to get a headline and so they're they're coming up with dumb questions a lot of the times and then you have a press secretary there who's like you know gets an answer then boom moves on to the next one boom move so have the have the press secretary have a, com, a, a podcast as well you cool. know and then and then 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 we could get more. It would be a better way for the for the president to connect with the American citizens and, and maybe explain a little bit of what they're doing and why they're doing it in certain ways anyhow. that's neither here nor there I guess because I don't think that'll happen in the uh, near future it may who knows um, I think that's what one thing that's unique about President Trump is that he's on Twitter a lot, <laughs> which is it's such a weird world we live in. Um, but he's on Twitter a lot, and so you do kind of get to see behind the curtain into like his mindset and his rationale for a lot of things because he is on. But granted, Twitter you're kind of limited with what you can what you can do uh, as far as sending out tweets. I mean, you have what 240 character uh, maximum or something like something that. Something like that. So, <clears throat> anyhow, so they're they're working on and the big they. I don't think it's just solely Democrats. I think it's whoever's, whoever pulls the freaking strings. I don't know um, what exactly is going on. It just seems so bizarre when you look at everything that's going on right now. It's been one thing after another that's doing its darndest to divide the country. And I think we need to be weary of that. We need to pay attention. People need to people need to start thinking for themselves and don't let the media just tell them, because, you know, the very same people that were saying, "Oh, you know, we don't need to get masks. Um, uh, we don't we don't have to wear masks. They're not effective. The very same people that were saying that a few months ago have now decided that everyone has to wear a mask. And I'm talking about not just people in media. I'm talking about the, you know, American citizens. I've seen people who previously were saying, well, masks don't help slow the spread. Now are wearing masks everywhere they go because the media said it. Is that really what we want to, and, and, you know, um, kind of floored me. Um, so Fauci came out and said that the reason why he said, the reason why he said that masks won't help slow the spread is because he was afraid that everyone would go out and buy all ma- all the masks, and there'd be a shortage in the healthcare industries. Yeah, that that's so. It, that's a clear line of manipulation. Like, and, and he admitted. So now, can, can you litera- can you honestly believe anything else that that he says? So, <clears throat>
1: saw a thing yesterday that said we wear uh, for painting. We wear masks that um when, oh, yeah. you, when you breathe, you breathe in fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um when you're um I mean just anything, yeah, it's you get a pretty heavy duty mask. Uh when you go into the military they put a gas mask on. Yep. But we we've got these little paper thin uh and or cloth masks for what's considered the world's deadliest, the world's virus? deadliest yeah. virus. I saw that meme. And I'm going, you can't be more right. Uh huh. We, we seem to think that we're going to stop this virus with a piece of paper.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it's... Or, I don't know if it's... it's side cons- note, it's do you know why... It's considered a small piece of paper. Side note, do you know why in the military um, you can't have facial hair and you have to be clean shaven? Well, it's so you have a good seal and a good your seal mask. gas mask. Because used to, that didn't used to be um you know part of their part of the the dress code like you were allowed to have facial hair at some point or another um, but whenever uh, gas masks started coming around it was in it was in um I want to say it was in one of the world wars that that everyone every branch started requiring, and, and there is a facial hair code. Like you're, if you ever see some some guys in the military, well, you're only allowed to have the porn stash or something, right? Not even. It's got to be more like it's got to be a real. You can't have it go to the corners of your mouth. So it's like a real, like it's uh, it's real close to a Hitler stash, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's real, real dangerously close to it. So they have that like real small like mustache. Um, and it's because, you know, it's to allow you to have a good seal on your gas mask. Uh, and even at that, some, some brand, uh, some, some individual units will not allow, like my unit wouldn't allow you, even though the Marine Corps allows for, um, a mustache. You, my unit wasn't allowed to, cause we so were in the public your, eye a lot. Are your
1: eyebrows, uh, are they not going to mess with the seal at all?
0: No, no. Cause the mask just seals around your, oh, around doesn't. your mouth. <clears throat>
1: Thought for some reason the gas mask went around your whole it, it does well zone. no it
0: goes yeah yeah f- to protect your eyes from like cs gas and stuff it it does go around like up on your forehead and stuff hmm. but it doesn't like i mean maybe if you had really bushy eyebrows but it's like up <laughs> up <of> the, <laughs> it's like way up on the on the forehead i'm trying to think there's a, a
1: former actor that he had some seriously bushy eyebrows <laughs> and
0: eugene levy he's got some eyebrows how do you spell his last name? L-E-V-Y, I think. Yeah. That might be the guy I'm thinking of. And his son, Dan Levy, has his same eyebrows. They were in a show called um uh the uh, what was it called? Um they had they had created a show. Oh, it's called Shit Creek. S C H I T T. That was the name of the town. Um and uh they were uh, and his son was in it with him, and I didn't know that they were like related. But then I saw, I saw, I was like, I saw those eyebrows. I'm like, I bet that's his real son. Like, there's no way. <laughs> unless, unless, unless some makeup artist put those eyebrows on <laughs> to make him look just like his dad. Okay. So <clears throat> that isn't who I was thinking of, but those are some serious dad eyebrows. Gum, those are some
1: serious yeah. brows, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is something. Yeah, it's almost if you impressive. Get, if
1: you've got if you've got that thick eyebrows, yeah, you got a serious, serious bushy chest.
0: Yeah, well, I even. am so glad that I don't have that kind of hair going on. <laughs> He's probably, I think, honestly, that that's become like part of his image is those eyebrows. Because I mean, I it's, he like, might have an insurance. He might have an them. insurance policy on his eyebrows. <laughs> those are some serious eyebrows, though. Because I mean, it's smokes. not like you can't trim them or something. <laughs> He just kept the eyebrows. Like, that's his thing. Like, uh, Tom Selleck had the mustache. Eugene Levy's got the eyebrows. (laughs) There again, Tom Selleck's mustache. Holy smokes, man. That's a mustache. He can grow a stash. Yeah, my mustache looks up to him. All of my facial hair does. (laughs) My (laughs) my mustache wishes it could be Tom Selleck's mustache. (laughs) I can't grow facial hair like I'd like. Every time
1: I see a dude that has a serious mountain man style beard, Daniel, yeah, uh, he's got a a good, he can grow a good mountain man style beard. I'm just like, I don't really care to have that kind of facial hair. I
0: just like the option. Yeah. That's how I am, you know? (laughs) I I would just like the option. I'd like to be able to decide if I want to have a... I would probably wouldn't have a mountain man beard most no, of me the time, either. especially not in the summer. Oh man, that'd be brutal. But in hunting season in the winter time, uh, it would be pretty handy. It'd be nice and <laughs> keep your face nice and warm, right? That's why mountain men had those crazy beards. I would like to think um or maybe it's because they just didn't have good access to, you know, Gillette Mach 5s or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like how we switched from the the masks. Yeah, I think we had kind of wore it out. Yeah, well, you know, if you had a if you had a big mountain man beard, you could just wrap your beard up into your face, and then that would be your mask, right? Walk around everywhere with your mask. Yeah, it'll filter it. Yeah, it's, it's just as good as. I mean it might as
1: well these masks. Why wouldn't it? Dude, there was a lady there at church yesterday, Brenda Hammond. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Her mask. Oh, I thought you were going to say something about her beard. I was like, that's not nice. Oh, man. (laughs) She doesn't have a beard anymore. Her mask was on point. She took some elastic, Mm -hmm. made her mask, but it was lace. That was it. Yeah, I've seen some of those. And I was like, (laughs) on point, man. That is wonderful. It's just as uh, helpful as the guys and girls with the... uh, Nope. Though it's frustrating, The you know, Real mask. The, the
0: thing that concerns me the most is not as much like if they're like, oh, you know, just whatever, just wear a mask, be a, be a good little citizen. It's a slippery slope. I've said yeah. this before. It is a slippery slope. If they, if if you, if we accept this, that they can mandate, which obviously they can't. You know, Kansas, uh, Kansas State District Attorney said that they cannot ticket or or imprison people for not wearing a mask for not following this uh, mask mandate that's what the state district attorney said i'd like to see our state do something uh, or our district attorney come out with a statement but they already aren't going to enforce it they, they already aren't that's what it's basically well,
1: tpd i uh talked to him yesterday or one of the tpd officers mm-hmm. he goes the only thing that we can do is uh if the business calls in and says that we've yeah, got so-and-so here, and they... They can trespass them. Yeah. That's all. But my thought is, okay, go to Quick Trip, uh, and I get a drink or whatever. I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> so then as I'm in there, I hurry up and I get out of there. Well, they can't do squat when I'm not on, on property anymore. Yeah. So if you're going to do anything,
0: make it quick. Well, I've been into Quick Trip almost every day since the mandate and um, I've not even once been confronted Walmart's uh, I have not been to Walmart yet but um, Walmart's policy is like their the guidelines that they were given that gave that gave to all of their employees said that if someone you know refuses to wear a mask and they say that they have an exemption then they're not allowed to question it any further and then just let them shop that's it like they can't they can't do anything about it so all this is, is it's a, um, <clears throat> it's, it's just a political move for Bynum, is all it is. And also notice how he just kind of like tossed the ball into the city council's court because he mm-hmm. didn't mandate it. He could have mandated it, but instead took it to a vote to the city council. So that way, if, you know, if people have something, you know, uh, if people have something to say about it and say, well, we don't like this, uh, so he, he gets to win both sides, right? He he gets to win the he gets to win the on the opinion of people who want the mandate because he's the one who brought it to council. But I then see the people the Yeah. Because but then on the other hand, the people that are against the mandate, he can say, Well, I didn't mandate it. The city council, I brought it to the city council, the city council voted it in. Right. Because that's the type of weaselly thing that Bynum does. He is he is the <clears throat> he is the least confrontational, like he has no spine. Zero spine. In fact, like even like, uh, I honestly think Ken Reddick,
1: the guy that's gonna be running against Bynum, Mm -hmm. I think he's
0: got a seriously awesome chance. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see. I'd like nothing more than to see uh, Bynum out of office. I I didn't. I didn't like him when he was on city council. I didn't like him. You know, funny thing is, I didn't. I did not like him until I met him. When I met him, I was like, oh, this is a weasel. Like this is, this is a person who has, has no backbone and will not do like all he's doing is he's just, he's just there to get, you know, like he's like the epitome of, uh, like he is like the impersonation of, uh, or the embodiment of like someone who's on Facebook who just wants to get the likes. Like that's all they care about is getting the likes. That's him. That's him in real life. He just wants thumbs ups, man. Like that's, that's all he wants. (laughs) Anyhow, so, so it's a slippery slope because if it's if we accept this, you know, and then they they get to mandate it, and then in some way, fashion, or form, have to have have the ability to enforce it. It it can go on to and, and just if we just follow down the the what if game on the medical side of things. Let's let's ignore the fact that um, that in general liberties given up are rarely regained without violence. That is, I mean, that is a that is a historical fact (laughs) it's super rare that liberty it so anyways okay so after if we can if we can put the rationale and say well for the interest of public safety everyone has to wear a mask and we can mandate it if we can agree with that and we can you know then we can use that exact same logic and say well in the interest of public safety everyone must get vaccinated okay now people may be for vaccines or against vaccines that's neither here nor there to me i think that people should be able to make their own decision especially involving anything that that has personal risk okay a mask Mm -hmm. has personal risk it is it is a it is a fact like there's a possibility of hypoxia there's a possibility of like legitimate iq loss like you that's 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 a possibility okay there's studies these these are existing studies so they have per- vaccines have personal risk. There is a possibility, and there have been there have been you know countless cases where people have had injuries from vaccines. It is I a possibility. Wanna figure, I want
1: to know. I want to see the studies about the IQ loss. That one's interesting.
0: Well, that's the thing is, uh, l- lack of oxygen to the brain can do can do temporary and permanent damage to your cognitive ability. That's, that, yeah that's true so that makes sense when i was in the military um uh when i was in aircrew training we had to go into a um, pressure chamber and to do <clears throat> which is strange because i wasn't uh i was a helicopter well actually at the time we hadn't been assigned uh, our aircraft so in the event that we were that we were put on an airplane that that had a you know a pressurized cabin um, we would potentially need to be able to use, you know, oxygen mask and experience, and we're required to experience hypoxia to know the signs of it, so that way you know if you've lost pressure in the cabin, right? So they put us in a chamber, and it basically simulates um, high altitudes with no with no oxygen, right? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and you get like stupid in there, like hypoxia is a real deal. So they have us. They have us, you know, as they increase altitude, they have us take off the oxygen masks, and then we have to, uh, we have to, we, we had someone next to us, and we had to play patty cake with the person next to us. I think this is partially so the instructors could laugh at us playing patty cake. <laughs> Freaking Marines and Navy, we have Marines and sailors in here playing patty cake with each other. Anyhow, I think someone's on, and then there's a big glass that they can look into, and then there's instructors in there with oxygen masks on, and I'm sure... Uh, looking back at it, it's hard to tell cause I got hypoxia, but I'm sure that they were laughing their butts off. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, you know, so you're supposed to, when you start realizing that you have cognitive, um, inabilities, like you are starting to lose motor function and stuff, you're supposed to then put your mask on and get oxygen, right? And the point of it, the point of this exercise was to, to show how tough it is to realize when you're losing your cognitive ability, and so I'm sitting there playing patty cake with the uh, marine or sailor, whoever it was, next to me, right. And uh, next thing I know, like the the corners of my eyes start getting a little dark, like and things start like I'm getting to the point of close to passing out, and um, and I go to try and like and, and I tell my body to try and reach for my mask to put it on, but it wasn't happening. And so then an instructor sees me, puts my mask on, and then as oxygen's returning to my brain, I realize that my hands are still playing patty cake with someone that quit playing patty cake with me five minutes ago. <laughs> and it's they like that
1: cat that Kenneth was
0: <coughs> petting for yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, ago. What, what had happened was is my body, and so this is like my arms were just like doing this. Like I was just like half clapping my arms. Like they were just kind of twitching <laughs> in front of me. He's and, spazzing out over. Yeah, here. and so all of a sudden like I have a mask on and now oxygen's returning and I'm looking at my hands like not doing anything and realize that that guy had his mask on for a while now. <laughs> and uh and that's what the instructor the instructor's like he's like, "Dude, you've been playing patty cake with yourself for like 5 <laughs> minutes." And I was like, "Oh, wow." And, and that's uh so that's a that's a that's a problem. There's a real there's a real risk there. And so then, if vaccination becomes mandated, um, which again carries health, just like any medication, any me- I don't think anyone should be forced to take ibuprofen, right? Um, right. And, and even though that's a that's a relatively that's a relatively safe drug, it still has negative side effects. If taken habitually, it can destroy the lining of your stomach and cause ulcers, um, amongst other things. It can it can mess with your gut biome. It's not it's not great if you're using it consistently as a painkiller. Okay. Uh, everything, everything medically, more or less, has a downside, and people should be able to make their own decisions. So if we mandate that and then we say, okay, well, we can use the same logic. Everyone has to have vaccinations. So since everyone has to have vaccinations, <clears throat> now let's say, all right, um, well these things have to be provided by the government or whatever, you know, or or in the interest of public health, we start deciding, We started deciding this, well, what's real dangerous to public health is people's uh, deficient immune systems, right? And how, you know, what's, what's, what plagues America, obesity. And you know, also a lot of times people are inside vitamin D is great for your immune system and people aren't getting that vitamin D um, through natural absorption of the sunlight because a lot of people spend a lot of their time indoors. Okay. So now we could say in the interest of public health and public safety, we need people to not be unhealthy. So we mm-hmm. can't have people being obese. So no more candy bars. All right. And, and if you are obese, then, then you could be forced into a government work camp to, uh, to work out and get healthy again. And if you don't think that this could happen, I want you. I want you to reach back into the the into history. Remember back in history class when Hitler took over Germany, and I know like not everything's World War II, but this is a prime example of of giving up minor liberties in the interest of public health and public safety. I was getting ready to say,
1: how long? Uh, in in my mind, I'm sitting thinking it's only a matter of time. He's going to bring up the fact that. Uh, it wasn't long ago. It wasn't that we, as a human race, or half, or one one portion of the human race, was trying to force uh, out um, the Jews. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if uh, we ever brought it up on on the podcast, but how uh, a lot of our generation <laughs> thinks that get out of here siri siri is constantly Uh, trying to jump in a lot of our generation they they somehow forgot and or they never really paid attention in history class because i know that it was talked about i mean my family watched the the movie um diary of anne frank Uh and how that family had to hide in a in a Basically, a hidden room for I think it was about two years, and uh, my brother, whenever my dad posted a picture of people getting are uh, being forced into boxcars, yeah, to take them to uh, internment internment camps, camps
0: yeah, concentration and, camps actually, yeah, and it was you know it turned out to not be so great for them,
1: gas chambers and all that. <laughs> It it just kind of shocks me that so many people they have literally just ah that really wasn't a real thing. That's the crazy. Aaron, my brother, basically said that my dad was being effing racist because he posted a picture about it.
0: I don't even understand his logic on that one. I think he was just doing what I think he was doing what a lot of them do, and they just cry racism at anything so that way because that's just a conversation ender. The problem is like I tell you what, it's losing its meaning. The word racist, and there's a yeah, lot of people that been that, that they're like, well, I'm not a racist. I know I'm not, uh, and people keep calling it calling me a racist. So I guess it, you know it just doesn't bother I mean, me anymore. White but, white people in
1: general are so close to the. Well, I don't want to be racist, especially the liberal side of yeah. white people. They are so close. I don't want to be labeled as a racist. So I'm going to do my dead level best to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm on the side of Black Lives Matter. Well, you do a lot of virtue signaling is what they do. Exactly. And I, it, I watched a video last night with that's by PragerU. Will Witt put it out. And mm-hmm. he he's talking to this white girl. And she is all about how she says that, yes, because she is a white person, we are born. We are born racist. <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> and yet not 10 minutes before he talked, started talking to her, he was talking to three guys, mm-hmm. three black guys, three black guys that he said, do you think I'm racist? And they said, no. Matter of fact. You pee the same way I do. Matter of fact, you eat the same way I do. If I want ribs, you probably do too. Yeah. He goes, "Let's go get some ribs, man." <laughs> I mean, that's the way that we as a nation should move. Yeah. Stop trying to become or
0: say that we're all racist. We don't. We don't need to. Just, just yeah.
1: get your head out of that. I'm not circle. saying
0: you know. I'm not, we're not saying that racism doesn't exist because oh, it, it certainly does. does. I've I've seen it before. Um, I, I've seen it in existence It does, but it's so few and far between. The vast majority of people The vast majority of people
1: are not racist When I was a kid uh, And I was not trying to be racist When I said it But mm-hmm. what I said And I got clocked by uh, Brother Jerry Colombo uh, He So what happened We're in a vehicle together And we had just done uh, Mhm door knocking, okay, and we were on the bus uh he he was the bus captain uh for our bus, and anyways, I was riding with him, and a bunch of these uh these black guys were basically doing a car wash, and I said, uh, wow, good on them, they're actually uh th- these black guys are actually doing some work. <laughs> And I wasn't trying to be racist by saying that. What I was trying to say is so often, we see black people in general, they're just riding on the coattails of uh,
0: the welfare system. And uh, well that's something that's something that for sure is a, is a problem. Is it that- a
1: product of,
0: uh, the what democrats what it, what it has it, yeah all the time because they want people to they be dependent pe- yeah up upon them because if you're dependent on the government for a paycheck for your food for so the food that you put on your table the roof that you put over your head it's easier to basically buy the vote exactly and, um
1: and <clears throat> what we as a nation need to get to is if you uh if you can't work or if, you, if what's the bible say uh, a man that uh, does not work shouldn't eat. Yeah. Now, granted, if you uh, can't work, if you can't work, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. If you're a single mom and you are working, and you're but not, you need yeah. you need a little bit of help to get your family so that you can feed your kids. I don't think well, the, the re- I, don't, I don't think your your family needs to. <laughs> Uh, constantly eat rice and the, beans, the, but at the same time, I also seem seem to think that if you need a little help, you need a little help.
0: The reality is is that our, our communities have broken down. There used to be, like before, before we had government welfare, now granted, we had a real problem with poverty in our nation, but the way that it used to be is that you had a community structure that would help each other out. The mm-hmm. problem is is our communities have grown to a point where they're not they're not small communities anymore in a sense that, you know, <clears throat> if uh, if grandma, you know, gets sick, the family takes care of grandma, pays for everything, handles everything, right? If your neighbor gets hurt and can't work, then you come together and you help each other out yeah that used to happen. It doesn't happen anymore. And so because of that, the government had to step in to fill a void where the community was supposed to be handling it. yep and and now, and the thing is about the government and the federal government in general, is they're just anything anything in a large scale government operation just does not inherently run efficiently? I've seen it. Well, I've I mean, seen it firsthand., okay. and, and we talk about, you know, people talk about you know, government uh, government provided health care. Um, get out of freaking town with that. We've already tried that experiment. It's called the Veteran Affairs. the The VA health system is we is inherently corrupt, inherently terrible. And people like, how long has your dad been waiting on a surgery? Uh, what, what has it been years? It's been years. Uh, yeah, exactly. And
1: not only that, but um, in, in that specific instance, he uh, talked to the doctor, doctor uh, or the VA rather. They said they'd cover. Uh, the $15,000 surgery Uh and then because for whatever reason um, the doctor that they that they VA recommended him go to they said it's going to be a $30,000 surgery (laughs) and they don't work with the VA well how did I get recommended to
0: you? (laughs) Uh, it's the it's that's a government healthcare. care it's a government-ran healthcare care system and and people people forget that like we already have one of those we tried that experiment out it does not work well and 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 this is you know for our nation's heroes <laughs> that yeah. it's not working out for so imagine you know it, it, it's the the whole the whole it's a it's a very slippery slope the whole thing Every time, every time we give we give an inch of freedom away, um, we work closer to a mile, uh, and then before you know it, before you know it, you, you turn around and you look back and you're it, like, "Crap!" Yeah, what happened? You, you're not going to recognize the country you live in. You're not going to recognize the life you're living, and it may not happen necessarily in our lifetime, but it for certain will. Like if we go down this road, it'll be our children's problem, or at the very least, our grandchildren's problem. And the thing is, because I mean,
1: our our country is so liberal now, uh, with the millennials getting into uh, the argument, and like Aaron, my brother, uh, he was raised in a conservative home. Kaylin was raised in a conservative home. They know better. and they
0: didn't pay attention in history. They didn't. And people they didn't. And, and it's so and it's so often said, it's almost come to the point where it's like it's like, yeah, yeah, we get it, but I, I feel like people don't understand this phrase. Those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Yep, and it sounds like it's just a, a, a saying that people just keep saying and keep saying, but it, it oh, has meaning. Yeah,
1: a lot of people seem to <clears throat> think it is just cliche.
0: It's it's just a saying. No, it's it has it's meaning. A, it's a real thing. It has meaning. It's been seen in history, uh, but you have to pay attention to history to see it happen in the first place. Look at um, uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about you look look at uh, biblical history, right? The Israelites, right? Every single time that they forgot history, they forgot. They were they repeated it. It was over and over again with these people. Every single time, they would you know <clears throat> they you know they, they turn away from God. They, they end up getting enslaved <laughs> every time. And then and then you know th- there's some times where they forgot they forgot the history like in a sh- they have said it. They sometimes that's such a short memory like they they leave Egypt right. And um and they and they end up they end up in the desert and they're immediately like after standing
1: at the, the Red Sea. After
0: whoop. after a few well, even after like a few years of being out in the wilderness, they they immediately forgot and started like worshiping uh, pagan gods and stuff. And and they're like, Well, wait a sec, do you guys not remember? Like just a few years back? Well, I mean so timeline, uh you got
1: they're standing at the Red Sea and uh, Pharaoh's army's coming at them. Mhm. And they're like, "Whoa. Oh, we'll we'll just go back. We'll we'll just go back to Egypt." Yeah. Cuz God can't get us out of this. Yeah. And then God tells Moses to stretch his rod over the Red Sea and opens up the Red Sea. They yeah. they march across the Red Sea and then the the Red Sea comes crashing down in and amazingly all of the Israelites got across and not a single one of them was harmed. All the Israelites are crossed. Pharaoh's army is now crushed by the water. It's, and then it wasn't a few, uh, probably a few months later, and they're starting to whine again.
0: Yeah. And uh, we're just not gonna, constantly. We're not gonna, we don't have anything to eat. And then manna comes from heaven. And then after a while, they say, well, we're tired of this manna. We have free food that comes every single day, and we can't stand. The, and then, so then we they, they get, it was, it was constantly and and it's it it's just it's a an example and whether or not whether or not you you subscribe to the you know to to the bible at all um you know hit the like button and subscribe type deal um <laughs> whether or not you subscribe to it it does have it it does have a it does have a a a, a lesson in there it, for everybody yeah even if it's not
1: a if you're you're it It could be just a it's a
0: cautionary tale of forgetting what yeah. what happens when you forget history um and and you know it's people act like I don't understand like people people did before they acted like well there's like why would you you know they're like well why would why would you need to carry a gun everywhere with you? We have the police and I was like. Eh. First off, even even in a situation where we don't have a defunded police force, um, I, I don't know if anyone's ever needed the police to come, but it doesn't happen instantly. It takes time. Even in a populated urban environment, it mm-hmm. takes time to get a police officer out to you. Um, and now, all of a sudden, everyone's thinking, well, I need a gun because, you know, they, they're discovering police aren't responding because they can't. Um, and... it it, it it's, it's because things like this have happened before. We're not, we're not reinventing anything here.
1: Th- this, is,
0: this is just the same thing that's happened before. And if you look at history, you will see that it has happened before. And when you give up, the, that's, the reason, that's the reason why America is so unbelievably unique is because of our liberties. And the moment that you start, when you start shifting the power away from the people and to the government... You're going to you're going to see because here's the deal: is the government itself is not inherently bad; it's just made up of people, and people can be corrupted. People can be bad. People get power; they rarely want to relinquish it. And at some point or another, we'll end up with a totalitarian regime that controls the people. Because here's the deal: people. Here's the may, deal. Here's the deal. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> the government is funded by the people. We fund the government okay so in order for them to gain power we have to give it to them and then at some point or another like they have to they have to keep us around because we're the ones paying the bills and and if and if we disagree with the government we have the ability to take the power away from them presently for now if if they if if it gets to the point where the the more reliant everyone is on the government then, then, then we're we end up we end up in this place where our liberties are going to be lost, and then and then where do we go? We don't have a, a plan B. There's no plan B. America is the spot. For me, whenever it comes to liberties and freedom, this is the place. And I've thought about it. You know, I've especially right now in this co- constant time of turmoil, and it's like it's frustrating. And I thought about it. It's like what happens if America turns into a place that I no longer uh, feel free in. And I thought, well, where would I go? There is nowhere to go. What am I going to do? Go to Canada? I can't even go to Canada. Canada's a nice place and all, but geez, you know, I mean, my, my really, honestly, I, I've already figured out where I'm going to go. What's going to happen is if America turns into a place that I don't, that I don't recognize anymore, um, the Texans aren't going to have, they're not going to, they're not going to put up with it. I can tell you this for right now. Texas is a, 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 Different world, <laughs> um, and uh, then then they'll just be they'll just be the Republic of Texas, and I may not even have to move to Texas because Oklahoma may just join the Republic of Texas. We may just be North Texas at that point. <laughs> so, uh, so that that's kind of my plan. i I'd have, my plan right now would be that I'd have to go to a country that is not even invented yet that's how that's that's where that's where America sits in the world in the in regards to the uniqueness of our liberties and freedoms that we have that people are taking for granted. People forget. We once upon a time started a war because we wanted freedom. And and now we're like our forefathers would be just disgusted at the idea of what the types of freedoms that we're just willingly giving away over this. They, mm-hmm. they didn't they they started a war with a much 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 larger country right they started a war with england which at the time was the and the, the 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 peak of of governmental power as a country like england had control over a lot of places here uh, on this planet right england had colonies everywhere they were large and in charge and we were like you know what um, we don't like your taxes, and so we started a war. We've started. We started a war for. We've started wars for less than than what's going on oh, yeah. right now. Um, and and that's what that's what I think people are forgetting is that like people bled and died, P- people went through like rough rough times in order to make this country what it is now. And if we continue to give up these liberties, they
1: didn't go through hell, but. Uh, some of them went through Hell Week, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, they they came very close to Hell. Yeah, th- to to make this country what it is.
0: Well, if you think about, if you think about even just the Revolutionary War and the people that that th- what they did to to found this country, it, it was and and that's what's one of the things that's extremely unique in our country. And the reason why people have these liberties is because. America was founded in a different way than a lot of countries were. Like Canada doesn't have the same origin story. Canada was just granted its nationhood. And so it was. So because of it, it doesn't inherently have constitutional rights built in.
1: So I uh, actually was talking to somebody yesterday, and they said that if we were to scrap this whole system that we have now, completely scrap it, and start over and write the write a new constitution and everything. We would never get back to what the constitution no. was back when it was original. Yeah. There's no way that we could write it now because we, even you and I, are going to be more left than the original constitution yeah. writers
0: when they wrote it they wrote it because they, they they put together the constitutional rights of americans because like in a they, they designed the government to be a to be a service of the people to be a government for the people by the people right mhm and it was and it was in response to having got out of the tyrannical control of a monarch right And so they built in these liberty safeguards. They didn't just throw the Second Amendment in there because they wanted to have the right to go hunting, right? They put that in there because they knew that, you know, an armed society is a polite society, and the government will have to remain in check in the event that things get bad. The First Amendment, um, the freedom of speech, was a big one. Right, That was a huge one because you didn't have freedom of speech. In fact, th- there's a lot of countries that presently, even modern day society, that do not have that constitutional right. Canada, even, even a very civilized Canada, doesn't have the constitutionally protected right of freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. in the same way that we do. And that second, so the, you know, the, the forefathers are writing this, say, well, we really need freedom of speech. We need to have the ability to speak out against our government and protest if we want to. And then they were like, well, what happens if the government, you know, to shuts that down? Like, well, in order to protect that one, we need another amendment. How about this? Right to keep and bear arms and to have a well-regulated militia. Okay, that'll do the trick. That'll do the trick. <laughs> and then it goes so on and so forth that's why I'm such a huge uh, proponent of the, like I'm a huge supporter of the second amendment because that civil or that, that, that inherited right to Americans is what protects the rest of our rights. And, and you know, it will, it is a consistently slippery slope. The moment you give up a single Liberty, it, it, it does. It is rarely regained without violence, and it is a dangerous. It is a dangerous path that we're treading on right now. And what we need to do is we need to keep a weather eye on the horizon because things could get weird real fast. Now, the reality is this year. Do I think that we're going to have we're going to spark off into another revolutionary war? No, I don't think that's the case. I think what we're doing is we're dividing the country in a means to um, to to manipulate the population which i think is ridiculous i think is should be illegal i think every single news media source on the face of the planet should be disbanded i think everyone should be fired and we should start over again like I, and i'm not just saying this about cnn and msnbc i think fox news is a just one big giant propaganda machine for the right all they are is propaganda machines they're not there's not journalism anymore well i mean even
1: i mean you say a propaganda machine for the right um they are leaning even more left yeah. now. Uh, they are actually peddling the idea that Biden is, as of right now, winning uh, with a uh, 15% uh, <laughs> lead over Trump right now. Really?
0: The man has cognitive damage. He's been wearing a mask too long, that's all I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> I think I had more cognitive wherewithal when I was in that hypoxia chamber than he does Whenever he's out there talking about how he's going to beat Joe Biden, um, <laughs> it's it's he's ridiculous. probably
1: he wakes up in the morning. He's like he walks in the mirror. He's like, hey,
0: <laughs> you, I'm winning this campaign against you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to beat you, <laughs> and it's true. He probably will. He will defeat himself. Um, that's that's why I don't know if you've noticed, but the you know the Trump campaign has not really been doing much to go against Joe Biden. He's doing it all on his own. Um, he, he probably walks into that mirror and goes. You want to take this outside? You want to? We're gonna go. We're ready to go. You right want to go fisticuffs? <laughs> he gets outside. He gets, gets outside out his, and He's like, Where do you go? He gets out his double <laughs> barrel shotgun because <clears throat> that's all he needs. <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting out an AR-15. Come on. Now, no, it's th- 14. AR- AR-14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take your AR-14s. or <laughs> Wait a second, what? You don't need an AR-14 to hunt. What is this hunting rhetoric? I don't understand this. When the forefathers wrote this, they weren't concerned about hunting. No one ever questioned anyone's ability to go hunt, ever. <laughs> Actually, I, I heard another thing. Biden has a lot
1: more guns than anyone ever really seems to think. Yeah. All, all of these uh, Democratic uh, candidates, they all have guns. Yeah. And they, they all have a good amount of guns. So maybe Bernie. Bernie, yeah, he does. I don't see him having guns. I don't even th- think he has a water pistol. Probably not. Or, or maybe a, even a water cannon. Yeah. Or one of those little things that you suck water up
0: in it. Yeah, uh, yeah those little, little uh, squirt tube things. Yeah, yeah. He probably didn't have that. No. He might not even have a water hose. That's true. He's banned all water hoses <laughs> in his house. <laughs> because those have an unlimited supply of ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> And they need to be, and ev- they can get some, especially if you put the little <laughs> nozzle on it. Oh yeah, oh, that's my- an assault. That's an assault hose right there. <laughs> if you put a pistol grip on it, that's an assault hose. Is what that is. Oh, you, ca- you can't be having assault hoses with with unlimited uh, rounds of of ammunition, ghost clips on them. <laughs> you can't have that. That's a ghost gun right there. No, the the, and it probably weighs as much as ten moving boxes. <laughs> the. Th- th- that's we're in this listen i think i think that we need the left i think that we do as a country we've always needed differing opinions because somewhere in the middle is usually the right answer we can't all be hardcore far far right and we can't all be hardcore far far left somewhere in the middle is the right answer for every american and that's the thing is there's 350 million of us so whenever we're developing policies and stuff we honestly need to be Doing that in mind to be able to to be able to make sure that it is treating everyone fairly, because the the reality is is that the concerns and issues that we face here in Oklahoma are not the same as what you'd face in New York and in Iowa <laughs> and in Utah. Everyone lives in different places, different areas, different issues, and so that's why it's very important that we have we have discourse. If we can't, and the problem is, is now no one can even have a conversation. It's either you're right or you're wrong, and that's that. So that's the frustrating thing. I think that it's probably a good idea for everyone to just pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to, you know, how the news is becoming one big, giant propaganda machine to divide the country, and use your brains, people. And have conversations. Have conversations with people. Don't don't argue. Just have a conversation. Maybe and be open to the idea be open to the idea that maybe you're wrong regardless of which side you sit on so that way so that way if you have a conversation with somebody and it turns out they've got the facts on their side and they're right then maybe you can learn something too so and also someone someone pick up a history book and just take just take a gander at what happens when liberties are given away just you just bet. Just just browse through it for a little bit, and, and and figure out what happens. And it's not it's not just World War II. It wasn't just Hitler. There's other places too where where liberties were taken away and millions died. I think people people give way too much credit to to Hitler for being uh, a you know a, a genocidal maniac. There's there's other people out there that that caused the death uh, death of millions. Look at the Chinese Revolution. I want you guys I want you guys to look at the Chinese Revolution and see what happened there, uh, because millions upon millions died during that during that Cultural Revolution, and it's a very similar story to what we're seeing here in America right now. It's scary. So um, we'll uh, on that wonderful happy happy note uh, we'll we'll end this uh, so that way. We can go to work because both of us have to go to work. I'll get a diesel truck to get running because it doesn't want to start. So, and I'm sure that you've got some cameras to put somewhere. We did. Yeah. Doing a fitness. All right. Well, on that note, thanks,